With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Rogue Wave Podcast, the frequency for all things pop culture and the disruptors behind it. We talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on Facebook.com slash Rogue Matter Podcasts and YouTube.com slash Rogue Matter. I am your host, Michael Dolce, as always, joined by my cohort in crime, the Lord of the Radio himself, Mr. Hassan Godwin. How you doing, sir? Yeah, it's great to be alive. And we are joined by special guest. She's going to be with us for the whole hour, which is which is phenomenal. Uh, Bevan, star of stage, screen, and podcast. Now you are the voice of a toy store near you, the companion podcast from the Cell Company. How are you doing? I'm great, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Let's do this. We're doing a podcast, so I mean, it's it's right up your alley now. I'm uh, familiar. We're gonna give you the whole stage to talk about the show um, a little mm-hmm. bit later on, but real quick, tell folks uh, what it is and where they can find this wonderful podcast that stars you. So y- yes, I'm I'm the host of it, but the real stars are the toy store owners because the show Don't itself. Don't do that. No, no, no. no. It's You're true. the star it's of true. the podcast. I am the host, if you will. Um. Yes, it's called A Toy Store Near You. It's a companion podcast to the show of the same title. The, the show is found on Amazon, which you can see the first three seasons. The fourth season will debut on Christmas. Merry Christmas to you all, or happy holidays, whatever whatever phrase you would like to use for that. I'm going to put that too. It's holiday cheer all around. Um, and basically what I do is I'm a follow-up to their episode after they debut where we catch up with the toy store owners, see how they're doing, get some behind the scenes. Uh, anything that was taken out of the episode comes into the podcast because as we well know, podcast, um, you can talk a lot longer than say 15 minute episodes. Very, very wonderful. Very true. Uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Yes, We've we do. got, um, predictions sure to go wrong. We'll cover, uh, some of the big topics in the pop culture world. Hawkeye, the Batman, Spider-Man, No Way Home. We've also got a Rogue Rage that I'm excited about uh, for Hassan talking Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, but first, we are going to do a little somber news note. Um, it was announced on Instagram um, that legendary comic book artist George Perez um, uh, has a, an inoperable cancer. Um, it is uh, a 6 to 12 month window that he was given. Uh, it was a very touching Instagram post that he kind of relayed, and uh, you know, um, you know, it's always it's always sad uh, news when you find out that someone that you grew up with, at least in my case specifically, uh, an influential artist, um, announces something like this. It's not obviously pleasant news. Hassan, obviously, also being a big comic book fan, we know of George Perez and his work. Um, that being said, his Instagram post. Uh, which you can go onto his Instagram and check out, is even more heartfelt. Uh, he talks about wanting to have one more uh, gathering with his fans. He's going to let nature take its course, he said. He's not going to be uh, doing any kind of chemo. He feels that it would take him away from you know experiencing his his what will you know ultimately be his, his final days here, and he would love to meet and greet and hug every last one of them is essentially uh, to paraphrase what he said um speaking for myself um 
Perez is a is an interesting character, and we're going to do a, a rogue file on him next week, where we kind of go in depth in his career. Uh, but he had, I think, Hassan, he had like two shelf lives, uh, so to speak, in terms of popularity, um, where he was big in the '70s. So you have a lot of the old time artists who were influenced. The Jim Lees were influenced by him. The uh, you know Rob Liefelds were influenced. Him. All the '90s artists that we grew up loving were all influenced by his Avengers run in the 70s and then circle back to close to 2000 and 98 99 he took over Avengers again and helped bring those characters back to life uh with Kurt Busiek uh back to some sort of prominence uh we talk about this all the time and people and Victoria you're big you're a big uh, you know comic book nerd uh or geek I would say and, and big into the MCU and things like that People have a hard time believing that the Avengers were not a big deal <laughs> in the comic book world for many, many, many years. Uh, they were the lowest selling titles. Um, Captain America was kind of a joke in the sense of, you know, the 90s were grim and gritty and Captain America being like a beacon of hope and light. I mean, it, it was not the cool book to read. Uh, Avengers were the B-level team. Uh, it was all X-Men, and, and Hassan, I know you can kind of speak to this this era um, because you were a big X-Men fan as well. I mean, to, to you know, uh, yeah, just, I mean, just talk about that in terms of, in terms of, just to give people a point of view that, that today's world seems baffling. You mean in the context of the Avengers being bigger than the X-Men? Yeah. You pretty much said it. <laughs> Well, okay. Um, Thank you very much for uh, for uh, you know expounding on on it. But I mean, your biggest you were a big X Men fan in the eighties and nineties. And Avengers, did you pick up Avengers at all? Not really, no. Yeah, not at all. And or and the neither Defenders did I. or any of the other like teams. Um, and the and and the new mutants, the new mutants were actually what steered me into the X Men. So that's that's mm-hmm. you know I'm coming in all the way from the other side. So Perez didn't do. Um, he didn't. He didn't make a big mark in the the books that I read when I was a little younger. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's remarkable how things have changed so much. Where the the Avengers are like the. I mean, it always should have been that way, seemingly, because the, the premier characters mm-hmm. uh, in Marvel were in, <laughs> in the Avengers: Captain America and Iron Man, and it was the Super Friends. You know, the the Super Friends version for Marvel. So it seems like those they always should have been at the forefront, but they they just were not. Yeah, you know, wasn't a big uh, it wasn't a big title in my era. Before yeah. my era, they were they were huge. My uncle used to read uh, the Avengers and mostly Thor. Yeah, and that um, was the George Perez era, and that's the thing. Yes. He was he was the bookend to Avengers when they were popular. Uh, in the 70s, and, and, and one of the premier characters uh, and premier lines, I should say, for Marvel. And then he helped actually usher what we now consider to be the start of like the next wave of popularity for Avengers, which eventually turned into the MCU. So, um, you know, devastating news uh, to hear, obviously, um, and, and a very heartfelt Instagram post. Uh, so I definitely recommend checking it out and, and checking out his work because uh, he's done so much. And, and we'll go into more detail next week um, when we do a rogue file on him. We'll have uh, guest Darren Sanchez, uh, who worked at Marvel for many, many years as well, too, and as a, as a longtime comic book fan. So we'll uh, we'll get his take on uh, George Perez's impact on the industry. Um, there is a Facebook page, so it's at the George Perez uh, on Facebook. Uh, you can go and, and get more information about what he's planning to do, I think, like he said, he is trying to plan a one more, I don't know if it's going to be a tour, I don't know if it's going to be an event uh, per se, where he can actually do some signings and, um, you know, uh, again, very, very devastating news within the industry and, and people, you know, obviously, um, you know, greatly affected by that. Uh, we are as well, too. We'll take a quick break, uh, a very, very quick break, uh, just to, you know, let this topic breathe a little bit. And uh, when we come back... We are going to do predictions sure to go wrong, which is a favorite segment of mine. And this is why, Bevan, I am so excited you are here because Hassan will not do it. In fact, his rogue rages 
We're all about <laughs> how he will refuses to do this. And so I am chomping at the bit to do predictions on Hawkeye, on Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, and your favorite character, the Batman, when we come Woo! back. <laughs> I mean, what would you do if I wasn't here, man? <laughs> because that's all you do is just talk about what I will or won't do. So, like, <laughs> what would you, what would, what would this show be like if I wasn't here? Probably Enjoy, Bevan. I will. I got <laughs> he's, this. He's all yours. I got this. Let's do this. From uh, a to- uh, you know everything toy and Tom's your favorite character in this universe is Batman, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Bruce Wayne, Batman all the way. Yep. All my right, favorite. So you must be thrilled with the Batman coming out uh, next year. I am cautiously optimistic. Robert Pattinson is not my first choice. However, I do firmly believe he is a great actor. I wish he was just a little bit bulkier. Um, but that's just my female hormones going wild for like uh, a beefy Batman. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good movie because we saw George Clooney's Batman and Robin and that was, you know, I gotta, I gotta say though, I, I do enjoy watching Batman and Robin for, but for completely different reasons. <laughs> it's a great drinking game. <laughs> I don't think that's the worst movie of all time. It, it's it's, it's a not, bad movie, but it's, it's not the worst movie. Worst all. The worst genre movie of all time. It's one of the worst. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely the worst Batman movie. But you know what? I love me some Mystery Science Theater 3000, and I think you can have a great time if you go into Batman and Robin and knowing that you're just going to make fun of it and all of its voices. <laughs> and like I said, if you want to do a drinking game, just the puns. Look, pick one of the five puns that's in Batman and Robin. You would be drunk within the first half hour because yeah. there's so many bad puns. So, so many. Bad puns Anyways, are awesome. <laughs> The Batman star Colin Farrell returning for Penguin HBO Max spinoff. Colin Farrell will reprise his role as the Penguin from the Batman for the upcoming spinoff series. The Gotham City, created by Matt Reeves for the Batman, already has plans for an aggressive expansion in HBO Max. This is from uh, Heroic Hollywood. We've known for some time a series following the GCPD was in the works, but now we have been confirmed by Variety that Farrell will be back in his unrecognizable Penguin look for the Batman spinoff. Are you looking forward to this movie and, and to this potential for a season, uh, for a series? I mean, I'm looking forward to getting the Cobblepot uh, gangster version. And it's a gang, it's the version that you also see in the Batman animated series too, where like he has the iceberg lounge and all that stuff. And I, I, I was like, while I do enjoy Batman Returns and I love, I love the cast and I love the movie, uh, I am a little excited to see like us getting a different version of Penguin that's closer to what I grew up with. So, I mean, I'm all for that. I think it's a little bit of a mistake to announce this so early. Mm-hmm. I would like to, I would like to get excited to see the film and then know that they're going to come back with more than getting, than already being told this, because now I know that nothing's going to happen to the Penguin in a sense in this movie. Oh, uh, well, that's what happens when over uh, when you're over-informed about something or there's heavy speculation as to whatever, blah, blah, blah. That ruins the experience, which I think was my point. Yeah, I, it's a great point. I mean, if, if especially because the Matt Reeves Batman is supposed to be like a standalone in, in a different universe than the other Batman, the Ben Affleck Batman, I guess, because I think Batgirl's supposed to be in the Ben Affleck universe or something, right? Because... J.K. Simmons is coming back as Commissioner Gordon for that. I don't know. Anyways, regardless, like I, I just think when you when you when you announce these things too early, it's like, well, um, I guess we know Penguin's not going to die in this movie. Right. You essentially have now curbed any um, anticipation. But I mean, in a way, that's mm-hmm. kind of a good thing, right? Because now you no. 
Well, mm-hmm. curbing, curbing anticipation is not a good thing when you're trying to drum up enthusiasm to go see your movie or play or listen to your concert. That's the last thing you want to do is curb people's enthusiasm. No, no, no. And you're not curbing enthusiasm. What I think you're doing is is establishing that there will be that these are this is a new way of doing comic book movies. And I think that what I mean by that is that you know in, a, a, in previous iterations of comic book movies. The villain would always die. I mean, look at Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, the whole trailer is like, these people died. Uh, and now you have this thing that, okay, great, you introduced Colin Farrell as Penguin, and now we get to see Colin Farrell as Penguin again. I think that's going to be I think that's gonna be really neat. Uh, I think it's going to be something that, um, you know, is, is of added value uh, to, to the experience overall. But here's the prediction sure to go wrong, because it looks like they are now creating an HBO Max... DC Universe that might have some legs to it. Uh, there was the CW one, but that's strictly a TV universe um, in and of itself. Prediction sure to go wrong. The Batman TV universe will dwarf the Marvel Disney Plus TV universe. Will dwarf it? Like, will be... Will, will, will rise above. Will be the premier comic book universe on tv bevan yeah prediction sure to go wrong yes do you agree or disagree with that statement no i disagree with that statement is marvel unfortunately unfortunately i disagree with that statement why unfortunately well because i i'm a big batman fan and i i want to see batman be successful but i think and so far in the dc universe the most successful films are still batman films over Mm -hmm. all the other dc characters and i'm a d i grew up with dc over marvel i mean the only marvel i grew up with was x-men yeah. coming back by the way yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're bringing um, it back. they're bringing that back um I, I just think that because they're tainted with so they, they've just got a way to go i mean even the batgirl even the batgirl casting and the batgirl um the batgirl show is getting some like i don't know if i want this yeah you know and the batwoman show is not doing great either right now mm-hmm. like i mean it wasn't doing great from day one uh but like I, I just feel like the batman universe has maybe we'll just stay tuned and see but i right now marvel's so ahead of them that it's i think it would take another five years for the batman universe to even think about dwarfing marvel that's my hot take all right i love it i am gonna also agree i don't think i think the uh it's a prediction that will definitely go wrong because I don't think I, I, I don't I don't have enough faith in Matt Reeves' Batman just yet, having not seen it, to, to say that it is going to uh, usurp the Marvel Universe. Usurp. That was the word I was looking for. Not uh, not to dwarf it. Not to dwarf. Why can the idea of Matt Reeves Batman be like, is this going to be a good movie or not? You see what I'm saying about it? Like it's it's so overblown that now you're discussing the universe that will spring from the movie. You see what I'm saying? It's it's right. too much. And it's too much responsibility for any one piece of material to bear, you know, under scrutiny. Yep. So that's what's wrong with that practice. Well, but here's the thing, right? It's not <laughs> speculation in the sense that we're Cut saying F out. We're not we're not actually saying uh, will they spin off a universe or not? They are already planning to spin I this know. universe off. So, you know, apparently the higher ups who have seen the movie or or have seen which, enough, which, as Bevan said, is already it's already sort of ruining the Matt Reeves movie because it gives us information that we yeah. really wish we would didn't have, right? So the more and more they elaborate on things, and the more and more they get excited about something and decide that's going to be a spinoff because of this, blah 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 blah. Yeah. The more you're going to your your deductive reasoning is going to be like, oh, well, obviously that's not going to happen. Yep. Obviously, we're not going to see that in said, said movie. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's going to be a sequel, and obviously, there's going to be this or that, and then it all the all the joy is ripped out of it. It's well, really and to to kind of flip on what they did recently that I thought worked nicely was when you went and saw the Suicide Squad and you saw John Cena's character Peacemaker get killed. You're like, oh, cool. And then, like, the after credits was, oh, he's alive. And then they announced the Peacemaker series after that. I would have I would have preferred if yep. you're going to do a Penguin show, let's see the movie first. Let's, let's give the hint mm-hmm. at the end of the credits. 
And it's, oh, by the way, uh, Penguin's coming back in a series. And especially if we love the Penguin character and we love what they're doing with it, then there's the excitement of, fuck yes, we're going to see a Penguin series. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they've already said it. So it's like, oh, well, I guess he's surviving. <laughs> or you could do it the, the MCU way where they announced the Loki series before everybody saw uh, uh, Infinity War. And they were like, oh, and then you see Infinity War and Loki. Or oh, Endgame, you meant, right? Like, no, yeah. Infinity War, because Loki yeah. dies oh. in Infinity War. Oh, right. Okay. Yep. So do not interrupt me. Oh. Anyway, so yeah. you see <laughs> you see Infinity War and you're like, wait a minute. How are they going to give him his own show if he's already dead? See, that's a better way to do things. Mm. Because, you know, if if you're going to give people information, give them information that's so... Uh, antithetical to what they're being they're they're seeing that they you know they start to elaborate in confusion as opposed to giving them information where they can easily predict your movie yeah right and uh, and the thing that i'm looking forward to the matt reeves batman is we're going to get detective batman and i love detective batman uh and i think you know especially if you're advertising that this movie is going to be about solving a mystery and solving that kind of stuff you want to keep your movie as shrouded in mystery as much as possible so you get that excitement of there's going to be something we all have to collectively figure out together with batman who is now a detective again mm -hmm. i agree very exciting all right we're in agreement next up on the list in the predictions sure to go wrong Hawkeye, lots of news, uh, rumors, I should say, generating around Hawkeye. Apparently, Episode 5 will break the internet, could feature a key Marvel villain. Um, so, uh, I don't know if you caught last week, because last, week, uh, last week's episode was plagued by audio difficulties. But, um, this... The first two episodes of Hawkeye, I was very underwhelmed with. I thought it was very... Um, Underwhelming. Not just underwhelming. The it, I thought the villains were very childish. The tracksuit mafia I was not impressed with. I, and I felt like the flow of the first two episodes was very inconsistent to where I, I didn't I, I don't know if I'm watching Die Hard or Home Alone here. You know, I didn't know I didn't know what, what we were actually supposed to be you know, what the tone of the of the show was. I thought episode three though was fantastic and then today obviously episode four aired and I think it continued um, we won't discuss episode four, so no spoilers for anyone out oh, there. Oh, really? Dang it! Um, well, we can discuss it, but try to be spoiler free. See, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Well, I mean, the the only thing about episode four that's worth discussing, in my opinion, is the spoiler thing mm. that happens. But okay, fine, continue. So I thought again, like I said, it, it picks up the pace uh, tremendously, and now I feel like the tone of it is a lot more serious, or has a, or at least the stakes are there. It's a lot more intense. And so now I'm looking forward. So apparently episode five now, and, uh, and basically I'm just going to ask if this is going to be, if this is the prediction sure to go wrong. Um, Mephisto. According to TV line, uh, episode five will, only episode I hear, uh, uh, someone from TV line said, I hear episode five should blow up Twitter a bit. Uh, there is rumors that... Um, and these these rumors are enhanced by the activity of one Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, if you've been paying attention to rumors, you know the series is pretty much setting the stage for Kingpin from the Netflix universe to make an appearance, who first appeared in the since-canceled Daredevil series on Netflix. Though D'Onofrio has kept quiet on the rumors, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige recently confirmed Charlie Cox's return as Daredevil to the MCU, which we will talk about in the very next prediction sure to go wrong. Um, and it is now believed because Kingpin and Maya Lopez, who is the villain, Echo, are inherently connected in the comics. I even mentioned that last week that they brought in Echo and I thought it was an odd choice considering she was a daredevil villain. Yeah, but um, you didn't, you're speaking from ignorance because you didn't know what you were talking about. What do you mean no, I didn't know, know what I was talking about? But you're saying it's an odd choice because of blah, 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 but you're about to elaborate on the fact that if you had waited long enough, it would all start to make sense to you, right? That it would make sense that, yes, it would make sense to bring her in now that I have more pieces, of course. Yes, now that you have more information. So, yes. that, you know, so judging it before you actually have it all finished. Right, Hassan believes that you're not, allowed, you're not allowed to judge anything 
Uh, no, no, no. I believe in street. calling you stupid when you misjudge things. That's what I, I didn't. Well, but here, oh, so your <laughs> prediction should have, ah, put it, mark it down. Hassan's prediction should have go wrong is the kingpin will make an appearance in episode five. I didn't say five. that. I said my prediction sure to go right is that if you wait long enough, all will be revealed to you. That's not a prediction. That that's is a fortune a, cookie. That's absolutely a prediction. That's a fortune cookie. That's not a you, prediction. That is, it's a fortune cookie. And a prediction. That's one it of those fortune both. cookies like when you eat the fortune cookie. Wait, what's and you the prediction? Out... Wait, you're back on track. Hang, hang on, on no, that's a very important analogy. So, you know when you get the fortune cookies <laughs> and you pull the paper out and you're like, that wasn't a fortune. It's like, you will have a great day. It's like, well, no, but I mean, that's not really like a what fortune. What I said stands. What I said makes perfect sense. Please get back to your whatever your whatever it is. Prediction sure to now. go wrong. Kingpins <laughs> with Vincent D'Onofrio will appear in episode five of Hawkeye as the, as the big bad of the show. So I'm supposed to say yay or nay to that? Yes. Agree or sure, disagree? Sure, why not? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, <laughs> to me, with the... Oh, how much fun is this? This is so much I think fun. it's fantastic. <laughs> this is, you have no idea. Like, my soul is at ease now, finally. It's, so, been, it's, been, it's been disrupted for many, many weeks. Go ahead. So uh, if they were going to, like, because they've been trying to find a way to bring the defenders back in, if they were going to do that, that seems predictable to me, and that wouldn't necessarily blow up Twitter in my mindset. You know what's going to blow up Twitter when X-Men finally show up? Okay? Which I just want X-Men to show up. I'm not going to be necessarily excited about anybody showing up until we finally get an x-man that shows up judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know what? I agree with that. Do you really? <laughs> yes. 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 I don't think I, don't think I really care about anything until they, show, until they, until they say that the X-Men are going to show up. And then I see how they make the X Men show up. Yes. Well, they that almost gave cool. that to us in uh, WandaVision. WandaVision, which I thought I was know. actually a and pretty cool see, thing. See, and that blew up the internet because everyone was freaking out because A, we loved that actor. B, we all like, like I said, I did not grow up with the Avengers. I grew up with the X Men, and now that Marvel and Disney have the X Men, I am waiting, and I am waiting for them to figure. Are you out waiting? I'm waiting. <laughs> I am waiting for this these X-Men to show up somewhere, somehow, so we can find a new way of living. All right. <laughs> my, my prediction is Kingpin does not actually show up in episode five. And I predict we don't care. Because I feel as if <laughs> I feel as if it's gonna connect to the next story, uh, which is our last prediction sure to go wrong. And it's going to lead into next segment as well, but I want to touch on this specific prediction, which is Daredevil will appear in Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, uh, as reported by other outlets, uh, there is supposedly leaked footage of Charlie Cox as Daredevil in Spider-Man No Way Home. Does that, and, and just recently, Kevin Feige. Who reported that? John Campia, I think, believe was the was the. Oh, I mean, yeah, I know, I know, I know of John. I don't know John, but yes, yes, he he he's big on these predictions and making videos about them. Yeah, Hassan um, hates yes. making predictions, but watches his show religiously. I think he watches yeah, his show. Yeah, but I, I, and he's he's the reason I hate making predictions because <laughs> you a hate lot making predictions where... because you watch the show that you don't. Watch. There's a lot of times when he's is not correct, correct. but but yeah. the. The things that I hear sound great, and then when they don't, ha- they don't end up happening, and then we're just left with a with a wrap up of him the next day going, "Well, it could have happened," you know. Like that's 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 a worse feeling than like if I had just watched it, and it and and we had left it alone, and I watched it, and it it concluded naturally like the way it was intended to. I might have like completely enjoyed what I saw. But, but isn't that a you had... problem, though? Isn't that like a you problem for watching all of these 
uh, prediction shows on YouTube? Yeah, let me help you here. Yes, it is a me problem. The only one who's making the me problem mm-hmm. other people's problems is you. Constantly trying to exalt my me problem. <laughs> but I'm just saying I don't want to be part of it. But I'm, I'm just saying, saying if you, that you didn't shouldn't watch be those part of it. other prediction shows and just saved your predictions for our show, then you wouldn't even have this issue. You could make all the predictions in the world and not feel as if you're I'm ruining the show. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So prediction sure to go wrong, Bevan. Yes. Spider-Man No Way Home will see the return of the Netflix Marvel Universe. Not Doesn't that movie have enough weight on it of, of what it needs to do? Oh, Isn't we'll get there... to that. Yeah, well, look, I mean, again, let's circle back to the first predictions where it's like, oh, Penguin's going to get a spinoff series. They've already announced that Tom Holland's coming back for another trilogy for Spider-Man when at first the thing that was circling around is that this might be Tom Holland's last movie, which begs the question, are we going to get a Miles Morales live action from this movie? Are we going to get a Gwen Stacy from this movie? Supposedly there's speculation that after the next two Miles Morales uh, animated movies are over, that's Mm -hmm. when we'll go to live action right so it's like it's like it's like to to me again i'm not gonna care until the x-men show up <laughs> <laughs> like like if Spi- like if Spider- i wish that was my position because now it's just gonna sound like i'm stealing it from her you every are. time i no, say you it you can take it you can take it <laughs> no. like, i'm just saying oh, you can um, i'll i'll remind you of it though look here's the deal here's the deal i personally like will be excited if I get a Tobey Maguire because that's just my Mm Spider-Man that I grew up with. I will be excited if I see him. And he's been very absent from social media. I don't even think he has a social media account and he, nobody's seen him for a while. So like if I were to get uh, a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man cameo, and then they announce afterwards that we're going to do like an alternate universe where we finally get a 40-year-old Spider-Man, because mm-hmm. I kind of want to see that now, especially after seeing Into the Spider-Verse where we got an older Spider-Man. I was like, dude, I would watch a live-action 40-year-old Spider-Man still yeah. trying to make this work out. With a dad bod. Dad bod Spider-Man. With a dad bod. Like, I'm trying to, like... I would totally be there for that just because it'd be something different because we've done kid Peter Parker for so long that I'm like, let's get, let's get an adult Peter Parker. And then that that's how you could bring in the miles. I mean, you're kind of stealing from into the spider verse at this point, but I'm, I'm just saying that like, that could be how you do it where you get an older Peter Parker and then you get in the miles Morales that way. I would be all for that. What was the question about (laughs) (laughs) Charlie Cox and the defenders and Spider-Man no way home. I don't care. Well, save that thought because you obviously don't care. Uh, my prediction is Spider-Man No Way Home will be the reintroduction of the Netflix universe. That doesn't mean that it won't overlap with Hawkeye, but we're, I think they're going to save that for the movie. Oh, I feel like that's going to come into Hawkeye before it comes into Spider-Man No Way Home. See? So there you go. All right. I love it. Contradictions. <laughs> conflict. It's the greatest right. recipe for the greatest show. That's why you do uh, professional podcasting. Yes, I do. As opposed to us. All right. When we come back, Hassan's got a little bit of a <laughs> road rage about... <laughs> Making predictions, uh, which we already covered just Spider Man <laughs> No Way Home when we well, you're gonna elaborate, elaborate, yes, I will elaborate when we return. Welcome back to the Rogue Wave yeah. podcast. All right. We we love to hand Hassan over an entire segment, basically because it's yes. less work for me to do. I love being fetishized. <laughs> we call this segment Hassan Godwin's Rogue Rage. Hassan, take it away. Listen, uh, there's we just said it all in the last segment, but you're – you're really big on this uh, speculation thing. And I'm telling you, it's ruining the new Spider-Man movie. It's totally destroying it because the, the rumor about Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield being in the new Spider-Man is so prevalent that if they're not in that movie, 
as they keep saying, they're not in this movie. <laughs> they keep saying it themselves. I don't know what. I, I look, and they could. I I completely acknowledge that they could be in the movie, and it's complete. You know, it's a complete lie and a fabrication. Fine, but if they're not in the movie, people are going to decide that the movie is no good because they should have been in the movie. Mm. And now that movie flops, even though it might be a perfectly good movie, because of speculation that had nothing to do with anybody who made the goddamn movie in the first place. You understand what I'm saying? I do. That's why speculation destroys things. This movie is now hinging on the the inclusion of two people who whose involvement in the story has been a pure matter of of you know third party speculation. Unless unless the information leaked, but information always seems to leak, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of times it's not the right information. Just I can name names. But I'm, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Not, I will be disappointed now because Ooh, I am will getting. You? I am getting so very in spite of a movie where you get Doc Ock, where you get Electro, where you get where you get Green Goblin, where you get all these things and. Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and blah blah. You're still not going to consider that movie a good movie. Oh, I didn't say that. No, I you said did. there will you be there, there will be did. a touch of me that will be disappointed. Yeah, there, yeah, and I understand in. a touch of you that's disappointed, and it just exalts itself, and it becomes an entire segment of the show. So it, I know you're not going to like it, right? And that's got nothing to do with the movie's fault. That's not the movie's fault. It's not Wait. the movie's fault. What Guys, I was I, go ahead. Baby. I know how I know how to save this movie. Ready? Ready? Introduce the X Men. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Give us Detective Batman. If Detective <laughs> Batman shows up, put Hugh Jackman in the middle of anything. What if Batfleck? What if, Bat, what if Ben Affleck shows up? If they think the entire the entire time of this movie, they're like, oh man, there's no Tobey Maguire and there's no Andrew Garfield. Man, this movie's going, and all of a sudden Hugh Jackman walks in. Yeah, dude, and he it's just over. He doesn't do anything. He just walks through the screen. He just walks from one side of the screen to the other, and we'd be like, "All right, saved it. Woof, saved it. That was close. That man, was that close. was close, man. <laughs> we didn't get the other two Spider Men, but man, oh man, did we get Hugh Jackman one <laughs> we, more time as Logan in this movie? So what I'll we're t- here what I'll say is this. For it. what I'll say is this. Um, I don't disagree with you in the sense that yes, there is you can't disagree with me because I'm completely right. There is a hope that uh, that they will be in it now based on what we've seen. Uh, two things. One, you know, we always complain. Uh, and last segment, I complained. I said, well, why are you watching all this stuff endlessly? That is about predictions. If you don't like predictions, you're actually ruining it for yourself. You could easily just, you know, muffle your ears and your eyes and not tune into these YouTube channels and and you won't see anything. That being well, said, I don't watch those segments. That being said, trailers are are a different story. I think trailers can sneak up on you while you're watching a TV show. Uh, trailers can sneak up on you while you're watching, you know, it can it can pop up while you're watching other things. And so it's very difficult to steer. I think it's it's more difficult. That's to completely steer. different, though. No, no, no. I, am, I, I acknowledge it's different. Give me, give me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get there. It's, but it's my segment. It's a well, it's true. A hundred percent different point. Um, than you can do. So now the trailers have set up though, the possibility. So regardless of whether or not you know you watch these prediction shows on YouTube. Uh, the marketing now has set up. It's the same. It's the same thing it we talked about. It said it. All it does, all it's done, is tell you that there's going to be multiple villains from the Spider-Man ethos. Not that there are going to be multiple Spider-Man in it. No, it has not. You're right, but it's set up the possibility that hey, if they could right. get right, and they're looking with the speculation. That's not information that they gave you. That's you. That's headcanon. Yes, it, it could is. be true, but the, if it's the, not true. If it ruins it when it's not true, mm-hmm. then you've ruined the film for yourself. Yes. It, it's nothing to do with the movie. The movie did not promise you what you think it will produce. Yeah. You think we're going to get another boner joke in this movie, too? Oh, like, man, they're just going to fake great. you out with, like, something else? Like, Tom McGuire shows up, and he's just, like, a hot dog vendor person. And, like, <laughs> half, we took it away from you guys. He's the hot dog I don't think person. they'd be. I don't think they'd be that... Um, no, no, no. mean spirited. There was one time when I was watching, and this is you know dating me a little bit, but I, I watched the Seinfeld season finale or series, sorry, series finale back in college, and that was this is one of the first instances where people actually hacked into something as well, uh, because they had managed to hack the last two minutes of the series finale when 
the judge was actually uh, you know for anybody who watched Seinfeld the, the 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 main four characters were on trial for being loud for being terrible people in the series finale, and he was about to read his verdict and it kind of like garbled itself and you couldn't actually understand and for a split second I'm like. <gasps> Would they have actually done that? Like, would they have robbed us of this, uh, you know, of this moment? And then, obviously, it was not the case. So, I don't think they would rob us of the moment. I don't think they would give us, um, because then, then it would go from being disappointed to being hostile, right? I think the reaction would go from being like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, it's it's one. How do you combat that? Like, you're doing something, right? You're putting together a project, and everybody got wind of it, right? So everyone's like, oh my god, the sire, the sire is going to be a movie. You know what's going to be in it? There's gonna, you know, who's gonna play the sire? It's gonna be Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill's gonna be the sire. And then did, you, you, and you have nothing out, out there. You have nothing information, nothing, nothing uh, uh, advertising that whatsoever. And then your your trailer comes out. And it's not Henry Cavill, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is gonna suck because Henry Cavill's not in it." Whose fault is that now? Who, do you know, who do you know what's that? actually pretty exciting? Because then it would lower the expectations. For no, 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 answer the question. So like, much. try to answer that question. Like, stay with me. Like, you like, whose fault would that be? Uh, if I was the one, no, not you. I'm saying if it was under complete speculation that this particular star was going to play the titular character in your story, is... and it turned out when the actual trailer came out that he wasn't, that the actor was not portraying that role, and everyone was like, "Well, this is going to suck now because Henry Cavill's not in it." Whose fault would that be? It would be the movie-going audience. Masters of the Universe Revelations, Kevin Smith thing, by the way. What's that? Boy, you 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 interrupted him while he actually, actually got an answer out of him, which is so rare. What did you say? Rogue Rage, my answer. No, um, I said it could be the movie going public. Could Wait, be. I'll, do, I'll go Ridley Scott. I'll blame it on I'll blame it on the movie going public. It would be them. It would be anybody who who said something that was going to happen or said something that should happen that they have no proof is going to happen, and then predicated the goodness of whatever that material is. On this speculation. No, 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 no. I didn't blame the, the people. I didn't blame the people speculating. I blamed the people listening to those speculators for ruining it for themselves. Yeah, and we're not talking about you. We're talking about me. I'm answering that's the what question. I'm saying. No, I'm. No, that's no. my question. I'm, I answered it. That's you can't re-ask the question. Why not? Whose fault would it be? I said it was the movie going public, and I'm. But is that if that if yeah? But whose fault is it when that becomes the zeitgeist? The movie becomes... going public for listening to all these people. There you go. The people are not involved. Yeah, but the pe- no, all the people are in the movie going public, though. <laughs> Even the punditry of the movie going public. No, right? I didn't. I'm not blaming the everybody. Punditry. Is you have the decision whether or not to click on that YouTube video or to read that headline. Now, in our case, we get spoiled because you know we have to stay up on this kind of stuff. Well, I also think too what they've also set up is that something is coming that they're not revealing in this movie because of the trailer at the end where Dr. Strange says they're coming, all of them, and I can't stop it. I, I butchered his exact line, but basically yeah, that's, close he, enough. That's, that's basically what he says, which insinuates that there is something coming that he cannot stop and it's all of them. So therefore there is going to be a reveal of people in there and that is meant to it's meant to ignite speculation and to get people talking about it because, again, that helps buzz and that helps get theater uh, yep. tickets yeah. in, into the theater, right? Yep. And, and, like, and that's the very reason I don't listen to them or don't become part of it because I don't want to ruin the experience for myself. And this is all about me. And that's my answer to your question. And that's your story and you're sticking yeah, to jerk. it. jerk. <laughs> What do you guys think? Comment in the Facebook feed and the YouTube feed. Uh, we I don't care what they think. All week long <laughs> as well. I don't care when what John we... Campia thinks. I don't care what the audience thinks. Trust me. <laughs> well, I blame the audience. You blame John Campia. I blame the audience. I blame everybody. Not just not just the audience or John. That's your Campia. motto in I life. I blame though. everybody. That's your motto. In life. I, be- I look. If something goes viral, there's no way you can escape it, and you know that because you said so yourself. When we come back. I know I'm right. Thank We're going to put welcome. Bevan up on a pedestal and uh, get to know her latest podcast. It's very exciting. Uh, Rogue Spotlight coming up next. Welcome back to the Rogue Wave podcast. Um, we are happy 
and delighted that uh, we are joined now on the big screen. Uh, she just joined us for the for the the bulk of the previous segments, uh, but now she gets screen. her own spotlight. Bevan, uh. a Toy Store near you podcast. It's a companion podcast to the Amazon Prime show. Talk to us about the show itself. I want to know every every. Just give us, just tell us what it is, so we don't have to listen to it. Yeah. So, so basically, um, it is a companion podcast to the show, and the show in itself uh, highlights vintage toy store owners for the most part, or like mom and pop toy store uh, owners. And it came about because when the pandemic happened, uh, CEO of Nacelle, Brian Volkweiss, also my good buddy, decided, oh my God, I don't know how these toy stores are going to survive this pandemic. I would love to highlight them and give them more of a platform so people can know that these uh, stores are out there. And also he just, he personally just loves toys himself. I mean, the cell company, for those that don't oh, know, we they, know. They, they, <laughs> they know, uh, they made the toys that made us the movies that made us uh, behind the attraction on Disney plus. And uh, they have other ones that they have made as well, but those are the ones that usually people recognize off the top of their head. And so they were, they set out to have a mission to basically highlight these stores and they put out a casting call and in a sense, said, hey, toy store owners, apply to be part of this, uh, you know, about, uh, apply to be part of the show and we'll highlight you and we want to hear how you're surviving. So the first season was very much a, um, it was very much a shoot it yourself and we'll give you notes where, you know, a lot of the first episodes were iPhones uh, of like the toy store owners saying, yeah. this, is, this is who we are, this is where we're located, this is how we're surviving the pandemic. Um, and, uh, this is what we're doing. And it caught on to where, when they, when we all came out of lockdown, you know, Brian was like, I love this. I want to keep, I want to keep highlighting stores around the globe. And so he, he, we're now on the fourth season where that the fourth season is going to come out December, uh, Christmas time, I believe. Mm -hmm. And you will get to see more shows from around the globe. And he wants to keep going with that. So how I got involved was they were making these episodes really short and Brian's like, like, you know, there's a lot that we had to cut out and I want to do a podcast as a companion podcast to them so we can elaborate and expand upon these uh, toy owners. And he called me up and he's like, hey, you want to host a podcast? And I was like, sure. What is it? He's like toys. And I was like. I haven't played with toys since <laughs> I was a kid. If someone like, asks you, fine. if you're a God, you say yes. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, sure. Uh, do you need me to study on any of this? He's like, no, just ask them questions. And I was like, oh, I can ask questions. Questions are great. Uh, so that's, that's how I got involved. And the podcast is basically, I'm asking them behind the scenes of their episode. I'm asking them how they got involved. I'm asking how they've been doing since the episode came out. And I'm asking them why all of them were in rock bands before they decided to become, become toy store owners, which is very perplexing to me. And then what's their deal with Funko Pops? That's, that's actually, wow. Okay. That, see, that's got me intrigued deal. now. I want to know about the, I want to know about the rock band connection to, to starting a toy store. I want to know about the Funko Pops thing. Uh, I want answers to but, that question. Yeah, no, honestly, it depends. It depends on who you're talking to and which episode, which is why you got to tune into the episode to see what they say. Uh, I also asked them what conquest toy they have, like the toy that they will scour the earth until they find this toy. Wow. Is there a consensus? Is there an average of what no. that toy is? It's always different. It's always different. It depends. Right. It depends on who the who I'm talking to. And it's the same thing with the Funko Pop. And everyone also has a different answer for the rock band thing. Um, but the general consensus seems to be that it's all based in nostalgia. It's all based on wanting to, you know, be young. And, you know, rock band members are living the the dream in terms of being young and sexy and hot. And, you know, same thing with toy owners. They, well, I don't know if they're young, sexy, and hot as toy owners, depending on the toy line. This, this would be known as the second career option. Yeah. It's the, it's the backup career to being in a rock. Well, band. actually, I think one of them, one or two of them still play in like their local pubs or something like that. Keep the dream alive. I love it. Uh, where can folks uh, consume your podcast and where can they find you? 
Yeah, so you can find a toy store near you on any anywhere. Basically, you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Anyway, just type in a toy store near you, and it pops up with my face going like this. It's literally what what they chose. I sent them like five or six oh, different photo don't, options. Don't you worry. We have that. We have that exact uh, graphic. There it goes. Boom. Oh my god. And it's so funny because that's not the one I sent them. I sent them like six of them, and they just pulled that from my Instagram account when I went <laughs> to visit Ming and Mike. And I was like, oh, we hey. like this one. <laughs> They're like, we like this one. I was like, it's got an interesting filter on it, guys. I don't know if you want. Okay. I actually uh, thought hey. they professionally did that up. So even that, I'm, I'm. Look, no, I can. This is the inside baseball stuff you can't get anywhere else. This yeah, is, uh... exactly. Um. But I'm on Instagram the as multi-million Bevin dollar nacelle company. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, but uh, but more. I'm still I'm still recording uh, because they keep they keep going with these, and um, so I will I'll be interviewing season four toy owners soon. Uh, but three episodes are up already of the first season toy owners, all very vibrant, all very opinionated about Funko Pops. It's it's a thing. Well. Tune in. So check it uh, out, guys. Tune in on where awesome. all major podcasts are found. Yes, all major. I I, I didn't know you were talking to me. Didn't know, <laughs> didn't know that was a question. Well, I said it already, <laughs> so I was just like, "Wait, is that is is that me giving affirmations?" Yes, confirmed, affirmative. <laughs> and they can find you. Oh, on Instagram, Bevan Bat Spice. Because if I were a Spice Girl, I would be. Batman Spice. And also that actually there's a story behind that too because I went and covered for Den of Geek the Batman Museum and they dubbed me Bat Spice because I looked like Posh Spice but in a bat suit. I love it. So there you go. I love it. All right, I want to thank you for joining us on uh, tonight's episode. We had a lot of fun. We'll have you back on. It's always uh, it's always good to get a female perspective on a lot of these things and someone who will make predictions or at least go along with my shenanigans, which I appreciate. Uh, next week, we're going to have Darren Sanchez on. We're going to do a rogue file on George Perez. Uh, we'll, cont- we'll see if, whether or not, uh, Hawkeye Episode 5 actually broke the internet. Uh, and we'll be doing uh, some more rogue segments. Uh, should be some fun. Tune in next week. Rogue Wave. Hi guys, Mike Dolce here from the Rogue Wave podcast. If you like this video, please feel free to like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. It really helps us out. Leave a comment, let us know what you'd like to see in future episodes, and tune in every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, for a brand new episode of the Rogue Wave podcast. <laughs>